Princess Rise for their Majesties of Royally Obsessed, the podcast for all things royals. Stand by! Three cheers for Her Majesty the Queen! Welcome back to Royally Obsessed. I'm Rachel. And I'm Roberta. I'm filling your shoes, which feels very, very exciting, but I feel the pressure. Um, It is time for your weekly update on all the royal news you need to know. A couple of royal reminders before we dive right in. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Subscribe to our podcast and leave us a royal rating of five stars. That's all we want. Make our summer super happy. End it well. Or you can send us an email at info at gallerypodcasts with an S dot com. Roberta, how are you? I'm good. More importantly, I want to hear about your vacation in Maine. Oh my How gosh, was it, you're Rachel? so sweet to ask. It was actually really nice. I'm all for these wonderful long weekends. I, know. I don't know how you feel about them. Like, it's almost better than a week because there's less prep to take the time off from work. And yeah. then, like, so four days feels like you can really just log off. And I did a good amount of Harry Potter reading. I finished White Lotus. I, I was productive. I finished with White my... Lotus, too. You did? I Of course you're watching it. What did you think? <laughs> I was like, it's a very slow burn. It feels like I told someone else this. It was like reading a novel but watching it on TV. You know what I mean? Like, it just is, like, building and building. And you're like, what is this about? What's going to happen? I loved it's it, though. I thought the acting, Yeah, the acting was incredible. Connie Britton is amazing. Those I felt that mean way girls. forever. Yeah. Oh, it, my gosh. Those mean girls. so good. Also, the brother. Like, his sort of, like, you know, going out into the water when he saw the whale. I was like, what? There were so many. I love... I'm interrupting myself. I love when it's multiple <laughs> stories and they all like interconnect. Same. What one is of my favorite? Um, oh my gosh, this is terrible. I can't remember her name. The blonde lady, Jennifer Coolidge. She's oh so good too. Like incredible. it just had to shout her out. Oh, it's incredible. All right, you had a well, good weekend. All right, well, let's dive right in. Yeah, <laughs> a very good yeah. food-filled weekend. That's all. And TV, I loved TV your foodstagrams. Food. <laughs> Can you still call them foodstagrams? I'm just posting food now. That's all. That's I'm so. into it. I hope that you'll stay and follow along the journey. All right, well, let's dive right in. So we have a pretty light Royals week. They're still I feel like they're on still vacation. Kind of yeah. Vacations, right? In Balmoral. I think that the UK school starts soon, though. So we'll probably be getting back into the swing thing soon. But we did get an appearance from Harry at a polo match We for charity, of course. We also got a interesting update about Archie and we're diving into royal history with Princess Margaret so there is a lot coming up we also have two special guests coming up in the next two weeks so you will not want to miss the next two episodes so but this episode's great also so stay with us (laughs) very very good a nice like little end of summer delight but first what are we sipping and now it's time for the weekly royal cocktail Today, we are sipping some full-bodied red, getting ready for fall. I actually am really excited to transition away from whites and rosés. I With love- the hurricane, kind of the, you know, faux hurricane yeah. in the Northeast this weekend, I was totally cracking open the reds. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And we're starting to make more fall foods. I don't know if you guys are, but like last night we made butternut squash, which was delicious. Oh, I so, think I saw that bootstagram. <laughs> red wine goes great. I especially like the Joel Gott wines. They're really delicious. They yes, go down easy. Um, so I'm really excited for sweater weather. And we have our Diana sweaters to wear. I cannot wait. Although the (laughs) wonderful thing, one delightful perk about Maine is the weather because it does get crisp in the evening and it's just 
always because you know I lived there a lot during the pandemic yeah it's always chillier so I feel like you can wear it's those so sweaters. nice so I, I love my Diana rowing blazer sweaters for that moment Aww. we do while we're sipping we have a couple of lovely listener emails we've been getting so many so thank you so much to everyone for writing in. Yes, it really brightens you. our day and week and month and year uh, but I'm going to dive into this one good afternoon Roberta and Rachel before the pandemic I worked for a company that booked hotels for stranded airline passengers all across the United States and Canada I'm disabled, so I worked from home. I was laid off due to the pandemic. I'm not looking to re-enter the workforce because of health reasons, but I do admire the Duchess of Sussex for using her 40th birthday to encourage others to mentor those who are seeking to re-enter the workforce. This week, I enjoyed listening to your guest, Alex. I agreed with many of her thoughts on the Sussexes and how they're treated and covered versus how Prince Andrew is treated and covered. There seems to be a deal between the firm and the British press to use the Sussexes as an everlasting punching bag in order to provide cover for Prince Andrew and anyone else within the family. It's a very sick situation. Anyway, I'm still listening and enjoying your podcast. I hope you ladies are enjoying the last bit of your summer. Sincerely, Claudius. And Claudius, I think, wrote in a couple weeks ago, but... Repeat listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Repeat writers. Um, but that's but we, so interesting. And we do have some 40 for 40 emails that we will get to in the coming weeks and months. So please, if you have wrote us, please stay with us for that. Yeah, we're going to be focusing on those in September. So stay tuned. But um, as a bonus, we're going to be sharing one more listener email because we've been getting so many good ones. This one's from Marley, and she says, I agree. Y'all need to do longer episodes. I like 50 to 60 minute episodes best. For those of us with long commutes and desk jobs, it helps our day go faster the less we have to change the podcast. Anything under 40 minutes bothers me for some reason. Read one to two more emails or reviews. Have us send in replies or questions about certain things. Note, the Prince Andrew situation, he's 100% guilty and he should be made the example. It sickens me knowing how easy he has gotten out of everything else in his life. Being a royal family member means setting an example, not being an exception. So we want to say we took Marley's note to heart, and that's why there are two listener emails this week as well. I did also want to talk about, you know, I totally agree again with her point about Prince Andrew. I think everyone's pretty much in unison. And I, yeah. Roberta, did you see the news that the Queen, I was pretty taken aback that the Queen had her lawyers send a note to British newspapers warning them not to seek or publish photos of any of the family members at Balmoral. That totally I saw was that. A, it was like so timed update. with his arrival too that it was really yeah. interesting because actually I, I read somewhere that they do say that every year, but this year it was, oh, they timed it with his arrival. So I think, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just like this, it's like the invisible contract again. I don't know. It just feels yeah. like so, but I think he left today. I actually saw okay. or today or yesterday that they all left. Um, and so it was, it was a 10 day stay. Who knows if the Balmoral summit that we talked about actually happened, but it seems like there was like a meeting of the minds with everyone that was there. It was a lot of people, a lot the of people family. there. Yeah. Oh, we'll be obviously following that story. Yes. All right, this week in royal history. And now, this week in royal history. On August 21st, 1930, Princess Margaret Rose Windsor was born at Glamis Castle, the first royal in 300 years to be born in Scotland, which feels like a really big deal. Glamis was actually her mother, the Duchess of York, who's later Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother's ancestral home. So that was really nice that she got to be where she grew up at the birth of her second daughter. 
The registration of her birth, Princess Margaret's birth, was delayed for several days to avoid her being numbered 13 in the parish register. I thought that was funny. Mm. It's like very superstitious over there. Yeah. I would not have thought twice. <laughs> I'm talking to the person that got married on Friday the 13th. So <laughs> That's I've right. abandoned That's all, right. you know, superstition. <laughs> Her mom originally wanted to name her second daughter, Anne Margaret, as she explained to her mom, the Queen Mary, in a letter. She said, I'm very anxious to call her Anne Margaret, as I think Anne of York sounds pretty, and Elizabeth and Anne go well together. But King George V disliked the name Anne, but approved of the alternative Margaret Rose, which I do think is so pretty. That is a really nice name. And also, like, like they weren't the Yorks for very long anyway, so it didn't really even matter. When King George VI spoke of his daughters, he said, Lilibet is my pride, Margaret is my joy. And she was actually called Margot within the family. That was her nickname. They love nicknames over there. Mm Mm-hmm. She showed an early interest in music and piano and the same governess as her sister Elizabeth from an early age. And Elizabeth was four years her senior. So they were learning at the same pace, which we've talked about before. Just feels like Elizabeth was kind of stunted in her learning from an early age. And I know that Queen Elizabeth, the Queen Mother, even said that she wished she had sent her daughters to school instead of having them have a governess. But that was what a lot of wealthy families did at the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Um, Margaret was six when her uncle, King Edward VIII, abdicated, and she then became second in line to the throne. This is interesting. Did you know Princess Margaret is responsible for what we think of as modern horoscopes? Well, I read this article, and I think this is fascinating. So fascinating. So fascinating. So when the Sunday Express wanted to cover the birth of yet another royal baby, they decided that an interesting angle would be to kind of have a clairvoyant claim, you know, these events uh, were written in the stars. So they predicted all these things about Margaret's birthday. The article was called What the Stars Foretell for the New Princess. And the article was a hit. It was. I love that headline. I feel like you think about in the modern age, like, would you click on that? I probably would. Totally. And it it really took off so much that they started doing it weekly for 12 horse for the 12 horoscopes. And then the American paper started doing it. So obviously astrology was always a thing and it definitely didn't start with Princess Margaret. But the modern idea of what we think of as like those like checking your horoscope, your week will be determined. Yeah, exactly. Like you should be super organized or whatever. Are you into horoscopes? Like, do you check them regularly for yourself? I actually, I don't check them regularly, but I did download recently that CoStar app, and I'm oh, on there. I know what that is. Yeah, I, it's like What a, is CoStar? Um, let me pull it up. I'll show you, because <laughs> I can't explain it. Okay, so it just kind of, it's like you put in your birthday, and then it gives you like this little thing for the day, and it's like, today it says, tension doesn't yet know what it feels or how to express it. It says I have... Power in routine, spirituality in self, pressure in thinking and creativity. Oy. Trouble with my social life. Oh, no. Social media life or social life? Social life. life. Okay. And like, so I put in my birthday, <laughs> but I think I also put in the location of my birth. Um, Interesting. It says, like, good morning, Roberta. Are you looking for a clear opinion today? It feels like you're losing your mind. You stumble over words. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. I'll just skip this for today. <laughs> today you're losing your mind? Not, uh, that's not true. I am stumbling over my words. Oh, uh, my gosh. All right. It's well, early. we have it's Princess early. Margaret to thank for that. Yeah, <laughs> for the no, that's awesome. I actually, I feel like I check mine only when I'm having, like, a really rough day. I'm yeah. like, what 
could like how could I have anticipated this? But anyways, thank you. When Margaret. I was in high school, I used to read <laughs> like all the magazine we'll keep going ones. On yeah, we'll just keep going. This is the best segment. Um, but yeah. Libra. I'm a Libra. You're a Virgo? I'm a Virgo and Margaret Your is a birthday's Leo. Birthday's coming right? up so soon, next week. It's um about 10 days ahead of Prince Harry's, 10 to 12 days. No, I'm just kidding. What if I like charted my birthday based on the royals? Uh yeah, September 3rd. So Oh my gosh, that's wait. a good idea. Royal horoscope app. All right. We'll we'll just keep going with this. We'll keep going on this. <laughs> Lots of news. Of course, the Sussexes. I got to say, the Cambridges really have been honoring this month. It's been pretty quiet. I was yeah. checking out their YouTube channel. And obviously, I, fo- I check Instagram so regularly. But it's really been pretty quiet. So I'm excited for the fall with them. I'm just curious what they're wrapping yeah. up to do. Especially because it's similar, like, sorry, to the paternal leave or paternal. Yeah, paternal leave that the Sussexes are taking. I do feel like the Cambridges are also just gearing up for something big. It does Mm -hmm. feel like the fall is going to be really big for them. And so I'm excited to see what they're they have planned for that time to like recenter. We all do. Yeah. But we did get a super shocking surprise polo appearance for Prince Harry for uh, in in honor of Centibale, which was really, you know, it's like the last thing I would have expected. It was in Aspen, right? Yeah, it was in Aspen. Yep. It was in Aspen. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, though, how happy is Prince Harry looking these days? Like, I just feel like he I know he had a mask on for a lot of the photo ops and things Mm -hmm. like that, but he just looks great. He looks healthy, happy, just in a good place. It's it's funny because like all the royals, I feel like just are so in their element when they're doing athletic things and especially yeah. Harry and Polo. Like you're he so seems right. to really love Polo. There was that weird report a while ago that was like he's selling all his Polo ponies that are left in the UK and everyone was really upset about it. But like he still loves Polo. Like I think he's been able to well, we'll get into this later, hint hint with Archie, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah, no, it's definitely a passion. And I think it was a really awesome thing. I loved that it. it was like casual, we get this news alert, surprise polo match. He participates and helps raise three and a half million for Centibale. Incredible. Which is the organization he founded as a way to honor Diana. The name actually means forget me not her favorite flower. And it helps vulnerable children in Lesotho, Africa. I think I'm saying that right. I hope I am. Um, And many of them are living with HIV and AIDS. So, I mean, it's just a really like low key. He shows up at a polo match and does this in one, you know, quick match. He also announces in this one appearance moment that he's donating one and a half million dollars from memoir proceeds that will also go to Centibale. And then he leads by example by wearing a mask. Like I just was like, this was like a little mic <laughs> drop it, moment. He for hit Harry. all the points. He In the middle of his like paternity notes. leave, you know, yeah. we don't get that many appearances, but then we see Harry show up and it's just like, this is great. Uh, it hits like all the notes. And they came in first place. I think you mentioned that. But it's funny to me, it's like, do you ever think that the Royals who are playing in these polo matches, like they let them win. I always wonder. <laughs> I don't know because I feel like they're so competitive, William and Harry, whenever yeah. they play polo, a lot of times on opposite teams. Like I actually are they was, really good? Like I can't tell. I, I don't think know they're really good. I mean, polo. I feel like this is like isn't is polo the sport of kings or something? Yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Let's I feel like this that. is like what they've gone with their whole lives. But I did it did make me think back to their last Harry's last polo match pre-pandemic, of course, was in 2019 in July at the Billing Bear Polo Club. And do you remember this, Roberta? We all, I think, vividly remember it was when 
Megan, you know, Archie was pretty. Oh, yeah. He was, I guess, only a couple months old. Right? Yeah, his limbs were everywhere in those shots. He was yeah. like falling out of her arms. But like, but I feel like that was the thing that, remember the headlines. I went yeah. back just to kind of compare, you know, it was Kate and Megan on the sidelines. It was a big moment because it was all the cousins together. Yeah. Charlotte, George, and Louis. Louis was like playful with his glasses. I threw a couple pick links in there just so you could go back I was down memory on them. Lean. Go yeah. for it. Um, I mean, it looks like, from the side, you know, watching, it looks like they're enjoying kind of hanging out and all that stuff. But Aww. I then went and looked at these headlines because you remember this was right after Wimbledon where Kate and Megan went, went and made that appearance together. And you just see the difference. I'm going to click them and open. And, and I hate to give the traffic, but it's Daily Mail. And what we know now, right? It's like if we knew then what we know now about what Megan was going through behind the scenes and Harry, because yeah. this was right ahead of them announcing their departure. And that's really all they talked about was like... There was so many stories, right, that, like, she was, like, not good at holding Archie or something. And it was just, like, so It's so cruel. Like, that's not okay, I feel like. But so this was... um, The the quote of the headline, she doesn't know how to carry her own baby. But it's the comparison for me. Like, look, so this was Kate Middleton's... It's published the same day, two different writers, July 10th. It says, perfect in pink. Kate cuts an elegant figure in an L.K. Bennett dress teamed with a red mulberry bag, blah, 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 as she watches them play polo. Megan's headline is, quote, she doesn't know how to carry her own baby. Meghan Markle is mom shamed on Instagram by critics claiming she looks like she is about to drop Aww. newborn Archie. And it's just like, I just feel like if you look literally published the same day, it's just so ridiculous that yeah. that is the headline. And I think it just upsets me that that sort of mom shaming, because I think also a picture doesn't necessarily capture what's actually going on. Maybe she was juggling in her, yeah. in her his arms and in her arms and all that stuff anyways. But it was it, a little it weird too me. that the pictures seem like the, that like Kate and Megan don't interact very much even though they're standing right there. I thought that was always something that people pointed out and that was weird. It was like they just are like in like side by side but just not saying anything. And it just, it's, think, yeah, yeah, I don't know. They're watching the polo match but still it's no, just No, no, it no, I weird. totally agree. But I think also just I think because we now have Oprah as sort of this explainer of what mm-hmm. was going on during this time period – and I think would Archie have been just he he was just a couple months old at that point. I mean, he was really a newborn yeah. and knowing the kind of coverage she would get just by showing up for Megan, it just seems so scary and intimidating. And like she wants to obviously show up and be public and out there. But yeah, well, that's why I feel ugh. so happy for Harry now. And he seems like so, so happy, like yeah. him playing polo. I feel like he has like a little bit of a dad bod or like starting to get not at all but just like <laughs> he just he just is like i don't know handsome harry and his uh, like james corden bridges my yeah. god um but there was controversy of course they did apparently you know this was the headlines and this always is a headline around harry in particular is that he flew home on a private jet it was like a 20 seater owned by a friend that was also at the polo match and it got a lot of headlines because of you know his commitment to sustainable travel But Harry in the past has said, I spend, this is a quote, I spend 99% of my life traveling by commercial. Occasionally, there needs to be an opportunity based on a unique circumstance to ensure that my family is safe. It's generally as simple as that. What do you think, Roberta? I mean, yes, because I I do think celebrities take too many private planes and private jets. And I think if you are an environmentalist, like you should kind of practice what you preach. But at the same time, feels like Harry gets targeted for this stuff all the time. There was a news story today that Prince Andrew took three SUVs from to Balmoral and from Balmoral. So 
why does he need three private cars in addition to his security? So it yeah. just it just feels so like weird to target Harry. Although, you know, I feel like I'm contradicting myself, but Harry has said, I looked up this quote from uh, Oprah Winfrey, the me you can't see. He said, with kids growing up in today's world, it's pretty depressing, right? Depending on where you live, your home country is either on fire, it's either underwater, houses or forests are being flattened. Like, I do think that Harry needs to be better about that. And But didn't he fly, he flew commercial both times to the UK. Like, I feel like, I think that's why the 99%, like, it's yeah. so hard to be perfect, even if you are a hardcore environmentalist. Yeah. But yeah, but well, he it definitely could be for, always gets flat. It could be for, for COVID too. I exactly. Mean, like, like if he's know? going back to a newborn, yeah, he knew everyone at the polo match. That's what I loved about the polo match. The precautions that were taken, everyone was vaccinated. Like he could guarantee that a little bit more than flying commercial if he was going right back to see Lilibet. Yeah. So, anyways, but a 20 but- seater, like, can't there be smaller private jets? <laughs> I don't know. I just, I think like celebrities and private jets do, like, it's so bad for the environment. That's what yeah, it's no, just, it is. Like, it it's, is. It's not right. But I guess if it's COVID and there's no other option, there's it, pro- it seems like a lot of last minute, too. Like, it was like, I don't know if it was, but it, it definitely felt surprising. Like you said, it was just like all of a sudden he was at a polo match. So who knows if this was like his only option, but. Yeah. I mean, Anyways. tickets are hard to come by on flights these days. So who knows? Yeah. Anyways. But uh, the Sussexes, you know, they're having a great month. They're still obviously on family leave, but they also donated to Women for Afghan Women and World Central Kitchen, both the organizations they called attention to on archwell.com. Uh, they actually supported them themselves, and the organizations shouted that out on their social media accounts. So they're really, you know, practicing yeah. what, they're, what they preach, which is always good to see. My biggest question going forward now, because we know Harry said the 1.5 million from the memoir proceeds. I'm wondering what other charities they'll, because he said this was one of, you know, many, several donations mm-hmm. that they're going to give from the proceeds of the memoir. I wonder where else it's Gosh, going. Should we start a countdown to that book? <laughs> <laughs> we should. One last shout out, I feel like, is his friend Nacho. Who oh my gosh, yeah. Is so supportive and such a great friend to Harry and is always like there for him at these polo matches and is also incredibly good looking in a polo uniform <laughs> and has like an amazing family. It looks I like know. Red's why here. I haven't we, stalked him or anything. Why didn't but. we see more polo matches before the pandemic? It seems like everyone a great needs time. a friend like Nacho though, right? Like he well, just I liked like, that he said that they got a, a good amount of time to kind of hang out and catch up and like yeah it, like go to dinner and stuff yeah, yeah exactly. that's awesome all right next up we wanted to put together a list of things we're excited about for the royals. in the interim right as we yeah. wait for the royals to get back out there <laughs> well it does feel like everyone's really like laying low to gear up for the fall and so i think that this is the perfect opportunity to kind of shout out what we're looking forward to so we have the lifetime movie harry and megan escaping the palace premiering did september this- 6th at 8 p.m this is not spawn con by the way <laughs> wait did this stun you because i only all of a sudden the ad caught my eye and i it was completely Completely. Like, I was expecting this way in the future. And the whoa, on, Labor Day. We on get people.com. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's so funny to me and I can't wait to watch it. I haven't seen any of the Lifetime movies. I'm gonna I haven't it. either. So we actually have some homework so, to do because we need to watch both before we see this. And then we need to talk about it in detail on the pod. 
It's so creepy to me that it's like the the costumes for the Oprah interview, the way they're sitting. It just is like so yeah. weird, though. I kind of already feel like I'm not going to like it, like, but I might be just totally wrong. The trailer, I rewatched the Escaping the Palace trailer, oh, yeah. and it just really bothers me. But I can't tell. I just feel like it's a little bit like too soon. What was the tagline? I sent it to you yesterday. I need to find it. Um, It was like something out of fairy tale. Hold on. What was it? Not all fairy tales have happy endings. It's like, wait, they kind of do have this. Well, and I this is just, a, in particular had a happy ending. I feel like for them. Yeah, and but. in the trailer, I also felt like it set, has Megan being like, "I have a plan." The actress playing Megan, and oh. then there was just another line that was like, "If I'm left alone, I don't know what I might do." Which I feel like to dramatize Mental the health. night that they went to the, you know, when she said that she was really not in a good place, and they yeah. went to the. Royal Academy of Music, was it? I'm trying to remember mm-hmm. where she... Yeah, yeah, Royal um, Albert Hall or whatever. Yeah, it just Mount felt Bad icky. Festival. Like, I'm not sure I'm yeah. ready to watch that. Yeah, that feels really gross, like, yeah, to dramatize and, like, put words into their mouth. Yeah, like that. We'll With see. something as serious as, you know, thoughts of suicide. Yeah, but what else? What else are we looking forward to? All right, three to? christenings likely coming up. We have... So, I didn't realize this, but we haven't seen any christenings of the royal babies born this year yet. So we have Zara Tyndall, Eugenie, and Megan. So I'm wondering who will be first. We mm-hmm. do know that August Hawk Brooksbanks was postponed. August Philip Hawk Brooksbank or August? Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. A lot of names in there was postponed due to COVID, a COVID scare back in July. So we haven't heard if he actually did get christened yet. Zara christened Lena and Mia, their two older kids, at nine and ten months old. So that would put us for Lucas at December or January. Archie, we know, was born in May and was christened in July. So if Lily follows the same timeline, she would be August or early September. So like right around now, which there was all these, this talk of them flying back to the UK. It doesn't seem likely, I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't seem likely with Delta and everything, yeah. especially. What do you think about the christenings? Are I mean, we... I would love to see it. I remember I the the christening photos for Archie and how beautiful they were and the family was all together. So I'm definitely, I'd love it. But I, I'm so curious how you execute these things in COVID times. It's still yeah, tricky. Exactly. It could be private. And I feel like, you know, Megan and Harry really did, set kind of the precedent for private even before covid with the archie's christening like they released their the photos mm-hmm. they wanted released and they didn't really let the press there so we'll see how if other royals kind of follow that or not we also have harry's birthday september 15th and he got a shout out from the queen herself actually <laughs> queen bay <laughs> beyonce's virgo yearbook prince harry was featured as one of those little kid photos which are so cute, so cute. oh my gosh i could not get over that also i just realized today that beyonce and megan are the same age did you know this that's crazy to they're me. both turning 40 this year which like 40 has I- never felt so young to me yeah <laughs> I know. I just feel like there's so much that they're still going to accomplish. It's crazy. Um, And then also we mentioned this earlier, but the kids in the UK are supposedly going back to school September 9th or around then. Early September is usually when they go back. So hoping for new Cambridge kids school photos. I know. I'm still super curious about what the boarding school discussions are like for William and Kate, because obviously like that was sort of the timeline when William was eight years old. So I just wonder, I, I've read some places that said that they're looking and having those conversations, but they're really going to defer to George and let him have a voice on the situation oh, wow. for when he's ready. So I don't know. 
it's all royal scuttlebutt, as they say. <laughs> I love it, though. So, but, but boarding school, I I thought I read somewhere that they might send him near Norfolk or near, near Anmer Hall so that they yeah. could live kind of in the country, which I feel like is all of us in COVID where we're trying to just like live outside of a city and have more space and spread out and have cars and things. good clean air. Yeah, yes. exactly. All right. Before we adjourn the royal pod, our highs and lows for the week. It's time for the Royal Highs and Lows. My low is this announcement that Westminster Abbey is changing its bell ringing schedule. So now, you know, typically it was all senior royals got their the bells rung on their birthday, which I don't even know how much they really care about this, but <laughs> I feel like it's a big deal when you live in the UK to hear them. Um, but now they'll only carry out the tradition of ringing the chapel's famous bells for the Queen and Prince Charles. They're no longer going to ring for Camilla or Kate's birthdays or the Cambridge kids or Prince William. You know, what's funny is Andrew also got cut. And I think it's probably because they didn't want to ring it for his birthday that they kind of have to like not do it for everyone else. Canceled for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> canceled. Uh, because they, they cited financial reasons for why they had to change the schedule, but I just can't wrap my mind around why it would cost that much to ring a bell. Yeah, I guess you I have to just hire someone. I don't finances know. finances there. Yeah. But this isn't, are you, I don't know. I'm blaming Andrew for this one. <laughs> that is a low. good low. Uh, my low is the Prince Charles essay on climate change that he wrote for the Daily Mail. And he wrote it to business people people ceos like ceos i'm sorry those people aren't reading the daily mail yeah i felt like that just felt so off to me immediately and then laney gossip coming through with a great piece that you know i guess the pros are that he's trying to reach the you know the potential reason he did it is trying to reach the masses but like you said it's like he's addressing the private sector yeah so it doesn't really make a lot of sense and the essay is great like it's so i believe in everything he's saying climate change is so important we need to focus on it and do all these massive sweeping moves to make a difference now this is our last shot but it definitely feels reminiscent of the invisible contract that we Mm -hmm. know you know harry and megan mentioned uh because why didn't he pick like the sunday times or the guardian or something way more reputable than a tabloid yeah. And it's also the, the newspaper that Harry and Meghan have sued repeatedly. Like, just feels, I would be really like, huh? Like, it makes no why sense. would you do that? Eleni also pointed this out, too. It's like, what went on behind the scenes? Like, what story did they have to pull in order to get him to agree to You know what I mean? Like, I just think that that yeah, probably is so valid. Yeah, exactly. And also that the Daily Mail has been, uh, has in the past published articles about denying climate change and yes. giving a voice to climate deniers. So it's like, what a tear. I don't know. Uh, what a weird choice. Charles. All right. My high is this Archie is taking or is getting riding lessons. So there's this really interesting article in the Georgetown era, which I'm really not sure about the relationship between Georgetown and Montecito. I like couldn't wrap my mind around it. But the author writes, my niece just gave Archie his first riding lesson. A friend of mine whispered to me at a birthday party in July. She was thrilled but won't give any of the details. We nodded. We both knew the elegant private stables where her niece is the riding master, but we won't tell where it is. This article is all about Ooh. how Montecito has kind of protected Harry and Meghan mm-hmm. and is really good about if people come, like there was a quote, it's like, there isn't a day goes that goes by that a tourist doesn't pull up for gas 
and ask where Harry and Meghan live, said the earnest young man working the fuel pump at Montecito's Upper Village gas what? station. And and they just say, we don't know. And they're really, they're actually very protective. And they don't have, you know, like the Beverly Hills, like tour buses going around. And they don't have like, what is it called? Map of the Stars or whatever. Like they yeah, are yeah. like very much a closed community in that way. But I love that Archie could be getting riding lessons. I feel like that's so, Gosh, so cool. Maybe that's why Harry's so good on at polo still. He's practicing. In their backyard or something. Yeah. <laughs> My high backyard. is that we have a Spencer movie release date. That Ooh. is awesome. I was expecting Christmas. Like, I don't know why I had that in my yeah. head, but it's November 5th, which is really soon. That is soon. So my question is, A, how do you and I see it together in person? I want to <laughs> send you a calendar invite, but also, are we comfortable going to a movie theater? Will this be streaming? I just, I need to know. Like, I don't understand how this is going to pan out but I've been to I've been to a movie theater you have did you just mask yeah I wore my mask and it was the Anthony Bourdain documentary Roadrunner and it was so good Rachel you have to go see it it was really I I was sobbing in my seat Roberta and I love movies we like we see them (laughs) together pre-pandemic so this is uh we definitely are gonna make this happen Um, we're gonna make it happen we can do it we also have the new crown picks with Dominic West, who I just feel like I can't get over the typecasting with the affair. Like I just, it's too, I miss Charles. With Lily James, right? Yeah, it's just very, and yeah. Oh, the affair, the show. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the <laughs> affair. Yeah. yeah. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> <laughs> the other affair, the show. Other oh, affair. God. But also like his turn is like, he's really going kind of royal and, and into this zone because he's going to be a character in the new Downton Abbey sequel as well. So <laughs> it's just, I don't know. I didn't know that. To, I didn't yeah. know there was Downton Abbey sequel news. Wow. Apparently, he plays a wealthy aristocrat that's invited over by Lord Grantham. So we'll have to see. But he. But all this is just really exciting. It's like we need things on the calendar to look forward to for fall. My question to you, though, is does Dominic West remind you of a kind of like 30 to 40-year-old Prince Charles? Because he, do- he doesn't look like Charles. Like, I think Josh O'Connor just like kind of looked like a young Prince Charles. I don't know. I don't know. The picture, I, mean, I was like, uh, I just, I don't. Because we'll Elizabeth see. Debicki looks a lot like Diana in those pictures, although the hair is a little off. We need to whatever. do more side-by-sides of as po- photos come out of Charles and Dominic West to really yeah. tell, like matching the outfits and things like that. But. Yeah. Because Kristen Stewart, too, it's like a stretch of uh, suspend my disbelief because I just think like the hair is a little off, like the wigs are off that they're using and. Yeah, I just, I just see Kristen Stewart. But anyways, I'm excited for the movie. <laughs> Nonetheless. Just a reminder before we close, as Rachel said at the top of the episode, please leave us a royal review on Apple Podcasts. We would love, love, love for a five-star review. Pretty please. Reminder to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast. Email us at info at gallerypodcast.com. Until next week. God, God save, save the, the pod. pod. Her Majesties of Royally Obsessed have retired for this episode. God save the pod. And if you fancy the podcast, give Royally Obsessed the royal rating of five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Royally Obsessed Podcast and join our Facebook group, Royally Obsessed. Royally Obsessed is a gallery podcast production.